Rolling? Mm-hmm. All right, see. Hi, and uh, <laughs> welcome to our new podcast. Uh, I'm, to look down the, I'm not going to look down the camera, bro. <laughs> 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 so welcome to our new podcast. Uh, we haven't thought of a name yet. Uh, we're working on that, so our name's soon to be released. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's just talk about the background of the podcast. Uh, Jazz is sitting over there, but I'm going to sit by myself, so I guess I'm going to do the intro. Um, let's talk about why we actually wanted to start the podcast, and that was... Uh, essentially just a series of conversations that I had uh, with Jazz, um, wanting to talk about the industry as a whole, um, but really trying to shine uh, a very specific light on it um, and just trying to get to the truth of you know people's stories um, behind the stardom and the fame and the successes and um, really just trying to understand people's journey and how they got to where they are uh, in the most authentic way possible. The introduction will get better, but uh, <laughs> it's our first one. Um, you know what? Let me not talk too much. Uh, we have our first guest with us, and uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this journey as uh, we're we're going along. It, Jonathan. Hello. What are you saying? I'm good. How are you? How are you? Good, man. It's good to have you good. here. Good. I feel like I should give you a better introduction than that. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna say about how I first uh, was introduced to you. Uh, I was introduced to him through your work, actually. Um, initially through jazz, he talked to me a lot about uh, the brother's size, yeah. and um, I'd heard about the play. These times, I didn't really have enough money to be going to watch plays, so I wasn't able to, uh, mm-hmm. to see it, unfortunately. But I heard amazing things, really rave reviews. Um, had close friends that you know really fucked with you as well, and then um, and then I finally saw one of uh, mm-hmm. I saw you in action. Um, I got to see like a sort of early. Uh, edit of Noughts and Crosses uh, oh, as, a, as a Yoruba man as a Yoruba yes, man they were asking course, me to I come and like consult yeah, on, yeah. on some of the Yoruba yeah. and that um, and I saw your work and I was just like this is this is Jonathan and I remember I DM'd you like, yeah. I didn't know you at the time I didn't met you or whatever but I remember how much um, just that performance resonated yeah. with me and I was just like I, I have to reach out to this guy well. it was so touching like. yeah man it just came from the heart bro. Thank it came you, from bro. the heart I, but, I think Last Tree had was just coming out. Yeah, then. I think we'd done like our press stuff a bit, but it was coming soon. I actually soon, think yeah. I'd just come out of the cinema. cinema. Oh, you told you I said that you said that in the voice cinema though. when you messaged yeah, me. Yeah, that's what you hear each other ask. Yeah, that's how I was introduced to you, man. And I thought this guy, um, yeah. the show hadn't come out, but I was just like, this guy when the show comes out, like people are really gonna know. And um, that was an amazing performance as yeah, well. Man. I know people really fucked with that, Thank man. You, man, I appreciate it. And I, uh, yeah, Brother Sides, when I saw Brother Sides, man, I was like, M- Moses, our yeah. friend, all of our friend Moses, he um, he was raving about, you know, obviously he's our brother at the time, and he's raving about this guy, this Jonathan guy from Lambda. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Do you know, like, obviously mm. I didn't go to drama school, so that kind of whole world mm. is, is not really a part of my world. Mm. Um, I saw Brother Sides and I was just blown away, man. I love Anthony Walsh. Yeah, I feel Chope is obviously oh a fantastic actor as well. But I just thought you, you your light was just shining differently in that play, man. Thank you. And look, we've spoken about it before, yeah. obviously, uh, prior to this. But like, I just, yeah, everything about it, I was like, yeah, man, that guy's cool. And then fast forward, like a year, mm-hmm. you ended up coming to, to Go, Go Hub. Up. And I remember, Amazing. I was like, I was curious, you know, because this, this is an interesting space to navigate. And, um, you know, com- coming off the, the jobs you had done at that point, I think mm. that was just before you were starting to play at the National. I remember you, the first time you, you were starting rehearsal was like a month or two after yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first time you came. 
And he was just amazing, man. In that space <laughs> as well, you. just completely humble, just completely like ready uh, to work and generous with your thoughts and feedback and in, in ensuring that other people are mm. sort of getting better and learning from your observation as well. Mm. I was just like, yeah, man, that's a mm. good guy. And then obviously getting to know you over time, you, you just sort of proving to yeah. me how Top much bloke, you mate. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Vibes, lads. Do you know what I mean? Cheers, lads. I'm going to do loads of shy smiling <laughs> throughout That's this fine. just so you guys right, know we're doing it down for it but, um, it's the first one it's bound to happen um, yeah man we're, no, we're very honoured to have you here thank man, you likewise real. I'm honoured to be here man I admire both of you guys as well um, and that Go First Go Hub workshop like I thrive in those kinds of spaces you know and not, not even so much like as an actor but I thrive on the give and take of like of someone will do a scene and it, the only part that is like not working so much is the entrance. And then it's like five people like, yo, maybe try that, try that, try that, try that. And it's like, everyone's like throwing their hat in the ring and going, yo, let's make this work together. And it's collaboration. Like, you know, that's even why I chose the representation I have mm. for the fact that they collaborate. Collaboration is like, if I can be in an environment where people are, where people are collaborating, I'm in heaven. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is why I love going up and why I keep on coming back. And I love having these chats. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's so important. Um, yeah, uh, we, we always uh, we was thinking about it earlier about um, a question to sort of uh, o open up each podcast with um, that we can ask to actors. So um, we've we've decided on I think it's going to be this. What mm. what um, what would you define as a successful career in this industry? Mm. Um, I don't want to give like a generic answer because obviously you see the memes where it's like, yo, my fridge is full. <laughs> my bills are paid I'm like that's true that's success yeah. that is success and I'm I can't I can't knock that and I can't disagree with that at all but like we we're acting is a vocation and it's a craft and you have to dedicate most of yourself to it um and working is few and far between no matter how good things are going um so I think I think success is being able to find consistent enjoyment at every stage of the process of getting what you want. I think, it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As in, do you want to elaborate? Yeah. As in, um, okay, you'll go through a period of time where you're not really getting recalls, but you're auditioning. Find the joy there because you're still an actor and you're working, you know, you're auditioning twice a week, once a fortnight, once a month, you're auditioning. Before you had an agent, you just wanted an agent. Before you ever had your first audition, you just wanted to do an audition, mm -hmm. you know? I actually, I think, oh, I'm gonna be so abstract and weird. Um, <laughs> it's like all, always keeping close the person that dreamt about everything you have today. Mm. If you keep them close, you'll never be unfulfilled. If you keep the version of you that went, man, I'm scared to tell my parents I want to be an actor. If you keep that version of yourself close, doesn't matter if you only had one audition a month. You had an audition, bro. You're crazy. Like, you got to learn someone else's lines, make a character, put it on tape, or go to a meeting, and you got to do what you love for a moment. And the ambition there is to make it more consistent. You know, so as you grow in an attempt to like gain consistency, that's success. I don't think success is, an, is something you meet. Success is a mindset. 
You know, I think you can be successful all the time, no matter how sparse your acting life is or no matter how um, close together it is. I am not any more successful halfway through Noughts and Crosses than I am when I just got an email five minutes ago and, I, and I'm hoping that this is the next job. I'm just as successful. I'm just on a different stage of the process of whatever that job is or whatever that audition process is. So, yeah, I think... I think... Um, yeah, success in this industry is keeping close um, who you were before you had any of it, you know? Um, Dope. Yeah. I find that quite fascinating. Because mm. obviously, in your introduction, we spoke on a couple mm. of the jobs that you've done. Um, I guess arguably to uh, some extent, we didn't touch on one of sort of the biggest jobs on mm. paper that maybe you've done. Um, do you want to talk about that in, in terms of how you felt with uh, with that job? Uh, you can talk about yourself. I'm talking about Wonder Woman specifically. Okay, <laughs> Obviously, sorry, Justice, Justice League, DC, yeah. you know, that, that, that sort of big budget, big budget um, stuff, you know, maybe on the outside that looks like the sort of biggest successes. But actually, maybe a better question is, you know, what would you kind of, um, kind of define success, but what would you define as sort of your... How would you how would you define success in relation to to that job? Because again, on paper, to a lot of people, that might look like one of yeah know, the biggest successes. Well, so far. like I was saying to you guys uh, like earlier, I mean, I was I was a bit apprehensive to even do the audition. Like I was I was apprehensive because you know I just come out of drama school and um, I had this like idea of what it meant to be like an artist of integrity. <laughs> 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 so and for me, superhero films weren't that. Like, no offense to Marvel, DC, I'm a big fan. I watch all of them, but for me. Disclaimer. In it, disclaimer, <laughs> massive disclaimer, hire me I in the future. Still a um, yeah, like, despite that, I felt like, oh no, I had to do the really serious, I had to do Shakespeare. Like, what, the formula that, that drama school made me think was the right way to be an actor, I was kind of, I was under that ideology. You know, but my agent was like, bro, you're not, yeah, you're doing this. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> do the audition now and, you know, I forget about it and get it months later and then do it. And then years later, in the midst of a pandemic, it comes out. And over the period of waiting, um, I do loads of other really amazing, exciting jobs and in varying degree, but... Wonder Woman is the biggest project I've ever been a part of, but the smallest part I've ever had before drama school. Because um, I did one job before drama school, um, before drama school and post-graduating. Wonder Woman is the smallest part I've ever had, but it is my proudest moment. My proudest moment. And I'd, maybe, it's, maybe it's one of those moments where it will be my proudest moment for the rest of my life. Um, and what what specifically sort of made that then your your proudest moment as opposed to sort of all the other? Well, just the way I had to watch it, like you know, obviously the cinemas and getting pushback, pushback, pushback after pushback, and everything, and yeah, um, yeah, I had to sit down and watch it with um, my family around an iPad connected to <laughs> my speakers, my tiny little nine pound speakers from Tesco's. Are they from Tesco's? Who knows? <laughs> They're from somewhere. 
Great cinematic um, experience. In a great cinematic experience, bro. We've got some sweet and salt uh, popcorn from Sainsbury's as well. Mm. Microwave, like what the full shebang. Um, but no, that moment was my proudest moment because, like I was saying earlier, when I was at drama school, I didn't have a laptop. You know, I didn't grow up and I didn't grow up with money. You know, um, single mum, and. Um, I didn't have a laptop until I started working at the end of drama school. I didn't have a laptop until I was, was it like 20, 21? However old I was when I did Brother Size. That was the first time I ever had a laptop. The first laptop I ever bought was with that money. And I remember first year, second year, third year, I was like watching, um, I would be watching like a film or watching a reference or trying to find a character on my phone, like at <laughs> late at night, like this, like, and it was stressful and my eyes were hurting and, and like everyone around me had a laptop, like, or an iPad or something, but I didn't have it. I never had it. And I couldn't go and ask my mum for the money. And, you know, Lambda was in West London, so rent was expensive. So I couldn't do these things. I couldn't, didn't have access to this stuff. And I remember just like lying in my bed at night, like doing the work and going, God, like, please, I just need a laptop. I need something. I need, I'm in need here, you know? Um, and I had to wait and 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 wait. And I eventually got the laptop and all of that. So we get to watching Wonder Woman, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to connect my laptop, my first ever laptop that I paid for myself, connect HDMI to the TV when I sit down, I'm going to watch it. HDMI is not working. So I can't use the laptop. And I'm like, oh crap, what, oh, what do I do? And we had to watch it on, a, on the iPad, like I said earlier. And in that moment of setting it up to the iPad and connected to the Bluetooth and sticking it on a chair and all of us like huddling around it and like trying not to be in the way of the small screen, I remembered that prayer I prayed all those years ago. I, I remember like going, God, please, I, I'm in need. I'm in need here. And I've reached a height that I never thought I'd ever reach in my life. I'm in a Hollywood movie and I had lines with Pedro Pascal and I was directed by Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot and Chris Pine were in front of my very eyes. And like, yet yeah, I'm watching this on an iPad <laughs> connected to a speaker Fantastic. on a chair. <laughs> What the hell is going on? And then having that memory of me lying in my room in first year, just every this full perspective came in that moment. I'm like, oh my, like, I don't need and anything, everything I've ever wanted in my life, I have in this moment. Any, everything, you know? My twin sister, she lives in Berlin, so she wasn't able to watch it with us. But I had most of my family around watching this film. <laughs> even though it was an unorthodox way of watching it. And I was in a job and just seeing the gratitude and the, the, enjoy, the, like, the joy in my mom's face and like watching my little sister experience this and like having that personal memory. I was like, I don't think it gets any better than this. Mm. Even if I was a lead in Wonder Woman, I don't think it would have made a difference. I don't think it would have made a difference, man. Like. I come out in, in the scene and I'm like, hey, sorry, I had like a job interview somewhere else and I'm here. And my mom and my sister were like, oh, wow, my goodness, it's just top air. Like, I don't get called Jonathan at home, innit? That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but like the excitement and the joy, like I was caught by it. Mm. And that to me was success. And I've been in a lead in a TV show and I've been a lead in an um, indie and I've been nominated here and there and everything, but it was the quiet, private moment with my family, watching something that was a small part in an unorthodox manner that that broke my heart. It broke, like, broke my heart in the best way. I was tears of joy, you know? My mum even went on to say how much Wonder Woman meant to her as a young girl, you know, growing up in the 70s. Like, you know, there was Superman and Batman and Bioman and this superhero and that. But all the girls, they had Wonder Woman, you know? And then they showed, um, I don't wanna get a name wrong, Lynn Carter, I think is the original Wonder Woman of the 70s. She comes out at the end of the film, my mum just started crying. And I was like, oh, man. why? Oh That's no, you know? Yeah. And she was like, I don't think you understand what it means that my childhood hero and my son are in the same movie together. And like, she said that and I was like, stop it, stop You're it. You're gonna make me <laughs> cry now, bro. <laughs> please, like, please, please. You know? That's incredible, man. Let, yeah, let's speak man. about that a bit as well. Cause yeah. as I mentioned, I suppose a lot of the conversations we had around um, sort of like even doing a podcast or having these sort of yeah. conversations with people in the first place are sort of centered around, I suppose, obviously being actors, but but trying um, to always have like a real strong emphasis on like the person you are outside of the job that you do. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously everyone's got a great commitment to uh, to craft and wanting to get better and mm -hmm. have all these aspirations uh, for their career. But I think it's so easy, particularly in this industry, for people to sort of lose sight of um, what life means outside of the industry. Mm -hmm. it's, it can be quite all consuming. So I think that's a big part of our, our personal friendship, but a lot of the, uh, the, the professional talks that we have are all about like how to, um, to protect that. And yeah. also I suppose how to open up space and conversation where other people are, are thinking about navigating the industry in a very similar way. Mm -hmm. So we're not just sort of getting loads of fucking actors who don't talk about anything other than <laughs> acting, acting constantly and wow. that have no real relationship to <laughs> yeah. yourself or others. Yeah, yeah, That was a big reason why I think, again, from some of the personal conversations you and I have mm -hmm. had, and I think I'd be really interested to know, for a lot of people, you've had that ideal start to acting. Mm -hmm. Top drama school. A lot of people don't know um, that you, you did a foundation before you went to Lambda. Got the hoodie on representing right hoodie, now. Art said, solid old art said. Purely Batson, it's just my favorite jumper right now. But <laughs> I respect it. But, but anyway, so you go, so from, from an outside perspective, you're looking at people saying, Lambda. Yeah. Before you even graduate, you sign top agent. Mm -hmm. Then you're working at the Young Vic out the gate. Young Vic, National Theatre, Noughts and Crosses, Wonder Woman, Drifters, all, mm. all of these things, it's like, the fastest start you could possibly hope to have going that route into the industry. So for you and sort of where you're at and you're talking about how you define success now and how you're sort of thinking about things, mm. how similar is it to, um, to maybe a year, two years ago when you was in the midst mm. of all of that stuff going your way and I suppose feeling like you're mm -hmm. on this incredible ascension into, um, into the industry? It's completely different, man. Is completely different. I think I have the same ambition. Yeah. Like I have the same tenacity and drive. But man, the way I used to view all of this stuff was so self-destructive. Um, 
And yeah, man, I sprinted out of the gate and I said, here I am and you can't take me off this course. Like, and I still feel that way, but perspective when, within it is so important. And I am a person before I'm an actor. I'm a son before I'm an actor. I'm a brother before I'm an actor. I'm a cousin, I'm a grandson, I'm a friend. I'm a child of God before any of this stuff, you know? And I lost sight of all of that. I lost, I lost sight of every single aspect of who I was apart from the acting. And that led me to making some pretty bad decisions and things that it's taken me years to kind of like recover from or, or get over or like kind of heal from. And in that, it just, it made me look back on perspective, what I wanted when I was at drama school, how I acted when I got it, and um, how I dealt with the aftermath of each job. Because I love Lambda. I'm so glad I went there. I would not change that for the world. I feel like they prepared me to be an actor and they prepared me to have the career I wanted, but I don't think I was equipped to deal with it mentally. Because I'm sure all drama schools or all training institutions are the same where it's like, you gotta give people the, the real, the realness about this industry, which is like, yo, it's not gonna work a lot of the time. Um, <coughs> and you feel like you had good. that or you, or you didn't have that. Before. I had a lot, we had a lot of, it's not gonna, it's gonna take a long time. It's not gonna happen. So when it happened quickly, I didn't know what to do. I knew how to do the jobs, but I didn't know how to deal with suddenly, <laughs> like I was a loner in school, you know? suddenly bare clout chasers were around me and I started taking them as like friends. Yeah. I had bare acting friends and bare ga actor gangs and like, yo, this is my clique, man. Like, all That's that. a very drama school rubbish. thing. Yeah, like. it's rubbish. It's, it's all rubbish because it's not real. It's not real. They don't know your birthday. They don't know your mom's <laughs> name. They're not your friends. Like, they're your colleagues and you can have fun with them. You know? Like, yeah, the so I, I made so many relationships deeper than they were. And when I found myself in need, genuinely in need, those people weren't there. They weren't able to be there because they had an audition. <laughs> they weren't there because they were on a job. Or they weren't there because they didn't know enough of me to even be able to give me advice if they were there, you know? And suddenly I went, oh my goodness, I've like put my eggs in like the wrong basket, you know? And I know this sounds kind of peak, innit? Like it's, you know, I, I've made so many great friends by doing this. You know, I didn't really start having friends like that until I went to drama school and became an actor, you know? Um, so there's a balance with it here, but I allowed my identity to, um, mm. to be built on the fact that people admired me as opposed to, um, yeah, I'm, I've done this job, but maybe we met after the show and I like, had a genuine connection and I really like you and I want to like see where this connection goes. But everything was revolved around the job I've done or the auditions I'm doing or, yo, I'm helping this person with their self-tapes and like, it's all this like weird clicky stuff that doesn't help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize that the more, the important relationships are the ones that aren't based on your credits and the ones that aren't based on, you know, who you could be, 
You know, because what if what if I turn around tomorrow and say, and yo, man, I'm I'm not an actor. Are you gonna be my friend still? Do you still do you still have want to have anything to do with me? You know, mm. like, you know, and I, I wasn't thinking about it that way. You know, like I have some day one friends from like before I was even sixteen, who are also actors and they're my brothers. Do you know what I mean? But we have a relationship that transcends this work and transcends this world. You know, we all were dreaming about drama school and chilling at Sam French, you know, back in the day before it closed down. <laughs> trying Sam to get, French. shout out Samuel French, man. Bring mm, it back, bring man. Bring it back, for real. Um, before all of this stuff happened and like, mm. yeah, man, I, I feel like I've just like gone in the maddest. No, no, I get it. But, but maddest, if you could maybe like talk us through, because I suppose you start there, mm. like brother size, all of these things, mm. at, at what point then were you, I suppose, forced or did you start to recognize what, what was the sort of the catalyst for, for, for that change in perspective or mm. thought about all of these things in your life and your, your viewpoint of yourself and the industry? Um, okay. Noughts and crosses. Cool. Fam. I I I I like rap music. Um, I listen to all those <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> That's so enigmatic, isn't it? Um, I like rap music. That's uh, okay. Can't get spirit in the room. Like, <laughs> I like rap music. Um, but no, I like I listen to that music a lot, and you know, I've taken a lot of those lyrics in, and you know, there's an element to me that wants to live that lifestyle. You know, man, mm. jet setting, mm. fast cars, you know, all the girls, blah, 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 all that stuff. You know, there's an element to me that wants that, and I got that. I got it. Like less than three months after I graduated from drama school, I was in the business class lounge on the way to South Africa to do a twelve-hour flight, knowing I was going to make more money than I've ever seen in my entire life. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I didn't know why I was acting. I didn't know why I was an actor. I had no clue. I'd just gone through three years of drama school, reached like what I hoped to be the first of many pinnacles in my life. And I didn't know why I was doing it. I had no idea why I was an actor. Like if someone had asked me, why, why, why are you acting like what? I wouldn't, I would have stammered been tongue-tied and probably said, I like rap music or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really had to do that like private soul searching. I really had to do that private soul searching whilst I was on the biggest job I've ever done. And I couldn't believe it. I remember listening to, what's that, um, Dave and Fredo at this age, how the man still hating, young boy in a different country. I went, oh my God, I'm a young boy in a different country. Yo, snap, what the hell? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally living the lyrics of songs. Like, what the hell? Bruh. And I didn't know why I was doing it. And um, that made me really sad. As much as I had all the fun and everything, I was really sad. I was like, wow, I've wanted to do this for so long and I don't know why I'm doing it. Mm. And um, I'm a Christian. And I really, let that's my guiding light in this world. So I'm reading my Bible out there a lot. And I stumbled across this um, uh, uh, scripture. Isaiah 61, and it says, the spirit of the Lord God has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, to give this, I'm just gonna be a paraphrase, but to um, to give the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, to console those who mourn, to comfort those who mourn in Zion, to set the captives free. And I went, that's it. That's why I'm doing it. 
you know, because everything I do in my life, like I, I want to glorify God in everything I do. I want to make my mum proud. Like there's more than this, you know, a lot of the things acquired in our industry are so material, you know? And I think if, 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 we, if we're striving for a lot of this material stuff, it will kill us, man. It, it will, you know, it's not for only, sure. it's not only Hollywood A-listers that, that, that lose their lives to this. It's drama school students, it's graduates. It's like, you know, um, excuse me, you know, so when I, when I stumbled across that script, I'd never seen that scripture in my whole life either, you know? So it felt very like, oh, I'm searching and I found, hmm. you know, and it just reconnected me to the fact that yes, you can be in business class and yes, you can be doing all these amazing jobs, but you know what? I'm in South Africa, but the person doing a one person show in Edinburgh Fringe that has three people in the audience, if one person's life is changed in Edinburgh and no one's life is changed by us doing a however, whatever thousands, millions budget noughts and crosses was, they've done it in Edinburgh. They've done it in the one man show. They've done it. Like they've, they've, they've achieved the purpose of this thing, which is to teach people to be a mirror, to, to set people free from their pain and their trauma. Like, like one of another really proud moment that shifts my perspective was brother size. Like sometimes after a show, like someone will come up to me and they're like literally like trembling and like tears and snot, like after the show. And they're going, I haven't spoken to my sibling for the last seven years. I just spoke to them. I went, oh my, I didn't realize this. It's bigger than you. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like all of these moments that I'm just so grateful for that have reminded me that no, this is bigger than you, innit? It's bigger than you, it's bigger than you, it's bigger than you. It set me on this journey of like, kind of setting my heart posture to one of humility, you know? So that no matter what the job, big or small, no matter what, where you are on the call sheet, no matter how many lives you have to say, if you have a humble heart towards it, if you have a heart of service in this thing, mm. then you just go and you do your job and you cut. You know, before, back in the day, I wasn't able to do my job and cut. I'd do my job and I'd be sitting around there catting for the attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know? It's easy to do when you're as talented as you are, oh. bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was going around, I was like, you know, mm. where are the girls at, man? Where's the parties at? Where's all of these things at, you know, that I am trying to fulfill myself with? Surely the job should have fulfilled me. Surely this play that I said in the interview, oh man, I got to page nine and I was boiling my eyes out. I have to... When actors are drunk, they will tell you every single reason in the world where actors is the most important job, right? Mm. But when you're in the midst of the job, I, I see it all around me. It's so hard to connect to those very reasons. Mm. It's so difficult. I am speaking of myself, I'm not judging other people, but I know myself. No. <laughs> If I'm waved, I'm like, yeah, man, that you know, just helps people so much, man. Oh my gosh. I'm on a job, fam, and I'm like, I've done this amazing play that has helped people, and I'm not thinking about that. You know, I'm thinking about what can I gain from this? Where, what producer was in? What is, what, what, all of this stuff that just leads you to be on, on a trajectory that is ultimately going to let you down. You know, because I don't think acting can love you back as much as you love it. Mm. And that's something I've, I've I've had to learn the hard way, you know. Like, it it, it won't love you back. Like, there's always going to be something new. World, there's always going to be something 
sexier. There's always going to be a, a bigger job. You always could have had more lines. You always could have had more <laughs> screen time. There always could have been more. What? And if you if you if you base yourself in the more you could have had, you'll never be content with who you actually are. Mm, that's you powerful. Know? And that's, that's powerful. that messed me up, bro. It messed me up. You know? Something I feel like we 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 tend to touch on quite a lot when, when myself and Jazz talk about it in mm. terms of uh, to me it sounds a lot like what you're talking about is fulfillment. Mm. I think through my personal experience, I'd be interested to know what what you feel about this. Actually, I'm not sure if you've ever really shared your opinion on it, but I always feel you know you have. It's more like how like the best part of like getting a job right mm. or, or working on a job actually is is the moment where you you're get cool. that call to yeah. be like. <laughs> You got the job, of that call. and you're like, "Oh my god, yeah, that's so <laughs> fucking sick!" And you're, you and your agent are getting mad about it mm. over the phone, and you're fucking gas, and you, you give thanks, and you, you call your friends and your mm-hmm. family, and just like, "Yeah, but after that, 10, 20 minutes to, to thirty, that's 30, the validation. You've got to do the job. That's that's <laughs> that. That's the thing that validates. Yeah. I can mm. do this. That's yeah. like." Word. You, everything after that is now it's like you go from validation to like obligation now yeah. I'm contractually obliged <laughs> I have no choice but to I've got to get this yeah. done because a lot of the booking a job is I suppose it's that kind of sense of like yeah. Oh, is it even fucking possible for worthy? me to survive doing this thing because I suppose one. up until a point you're always like boy I don't know if it's going to work for me you know mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean until until you know I suppose you're financially set or uh, you've booked something that you feel like is like it's it's going to open up other doors, and it feels like you, you it's slightly more secure in what you do. Everyone's coming at it from a very similar place. Mm. Well, I think a, a lot of us lot, anyway. You mm. know, we're coming from very similar backgrounds, and like probably the first person ever in your family's history to try and do something within an right industry mm. that is it is so uncertain, yeah. so unknown. Yes it's not easy it. to, to for them to sort of get on board with that anyway. Mm. So like, unfortunately, yeah, you're, you're sort of naturally, I suppose, slightly insecure or fallible about this sort of idea of your, your sense of worth or, or, mm. or being in this place because... I don't know about you guys, but I didn't have no reference points for this. Hmm. Like, I didn't. I ain't got no boys that I knew, or like my cousins, uncle. That, that's that was my reality. So mm. like, you're always, I suppose, trying to prove that to yourself as much as other people. Mm. But you touched on something I think with uh, with knots and crosses that again, uh, me and Sam speak about quite a lot. And um, I think a lot of the journey, the best parts of it, like, like where I met Sam, is when. The idea of an industry is not even that's not even coming to your head yet. Mm. Like you're just you're just training and you're just you're literally trying to learn how to act. Yeah. Then you have a room full of people who are like you're committed to one goal and like because there's no ulterior motives, everyone's very supportive and loving of like your mm. growth mm. and of their own. And that's the focus. It's it's on the thing that we say we love. Mm-hmm. Then once you, I suppose you're looking at drama schools, if you go to drama schools or you're looking at agents, da, da, da. I think everything sort of comes into play that unfortunately seems to like pull people apart, mm-hmm. create that distance. You know, when the, the focus becomes about like what agent you're it's with. fake status. What drama school, you get all these status in what drama school, what yeah, agent, what job you're just on. Mm. It seems like people then start to buy, yeah, how many auditions? You like what you're auditioning for? It's awful, man. All like, of that stuff, but that's what that's what actors do. Unfortunately, it's we, disgusting. We've all man. probably been guilty of that, or just to some degree. I remember when I got my first needle gold audition. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Hey, cast me. Cast me. <laughs> no, no, it's real though. It's, it's um, yes, yeah, kind of. It's really nasty, man. Yeah, word. it's essentially bullying. 
I, but mm. it, it doesn't but start that way. Mm. If we yeah. if we met, we was in a room, we all paid five pounds or whatever it is to go to this under 16 workshop or something. Mm. And we're just there all doing the same movement around the room, pretending balloons are filling our knees, our yeah. chest, all of that <laughs> stuff. We're just there purely for the love of this thing. Yeah. But then again, sorry, what the, the thing that me and sort of Sam talk about, and I'd love to hear your sort of perspective on this, as, as you spoke about the money and stuff and yeah. those jobs, is that I think from an outside perspective, and I think a lot of people help sort of perpetuate the idea of things being this way. It seems like once your face is on TV, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> Watch face on TV. You're paying tax. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's that yeah. whole thing. And I think people, it's difficult in this day and age. I think with social media and this whole idea of like celebrating your wins, there's a fine balance because I think some people really um, encourage this idea of like celebrity yeah. and stardom <laughs> and help oh, sort man. of create this distance between actors of all levels yeah. that I think sometimes is not obviously good for people's mental health, but doesn't really shine an honest light on the reality of sort of living through it. Mm. So the, the, the money aspect of it, but also like how you navigate sort of sharing your wins and successes with yeah. a, a wider audience. Yeah. How have you found that, that journey? Well, for yourself? I'll start with my, with my, like, I guess in a, my private life, like, when Noughts and Crosses audition came through, one of the guys who was in third year when I was in first year, I remember I was, for some reason, I was just convinced I was not right for Noughts and Crosses. I was just convinced it was never gonna happen. One of my friends had started reading this book, The Intent to Live by Larry Moss, incredible book. So I was talking to him about how nervous I was and he was like, let's do some work now. And I'm like, bro, no, I don't wanna do any work. But we do some improvs and stuff and basically we're just hanging out and just kind of like acting for the love of it he's yeah. graduated two years i'm still you know i'm just trying it like we we're having fun we weren't worried we were laughing and you know he was pretending to be a drill, a drill sergeant <laughs> in my corridor you know so i was laughing my ass off you know but then it manifested into a job like it bore fruit all glory to god and like i remember he was one of the first people i called and I said, bro, like, I don't even know if you remember us doing this, but thank you, man. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, bro, I'm, I'm doing awesome crosses. He was like, what? Oh my gosh. Now, I think those moments, are, those are the gold moments like we literally just said, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are the gold moments, but it's like to give back what was given to you, you know, because attention, care, um, and energy was given to me in preparation for something I, I was genuinely afraid of. Yeah, you know, and it came out there was a win, and sharing it with him and telling him like, "Yo, you're part of this success." One, it kind of the burden kind of came off my shoulders, and I went, "Oh no, if I can do this in my corridor with my friend, I can do this in South Africa on set." Like, you know, and that's that thing. I think gratitude allows you to be, to kind of be demystified by the by the size of the mountain and go, oh no, no, I can climb it. Like I can act, I can literally see the footholds. Like, I can climb this, mm. you know? But when you're like, so like tunnel vision about this job, this job, this job, you can't see, strategy can't form, you're like you can't prepare, you can't have a clear mind about anything. And I think it's the same when the job is done, when it comes out, when you're on TV, you know? Um, I went for a coffee with one of my friends from secondary school. Um, and we did drama together in secondary school and um and like we were talking, it was a day Nord's Cross was coming out. We'd had the premiere 
but this was the day, it was the 5th of March. And like, I remember tweeting, you know, um, about today, you know, I was almost bullied out of this dream. I nearly didn't do acting, you know, but I surrendered it to God and look at it now, you know, today my TV debut comes out and like, I was expecting just like people from Lambda and like people from my personal life to like, we'd be like, hey, well done, man. I remember when you used to want to be a rock star and had like a blonde streak in your high top. Well done, growth. <laughs> and I got like 6,000 likes and however many thousand retweets. And suddenly the potential of like fame and stardom like went, <clears throat> here I am. Hello. Hi. This is the thing that you've kind of wanted, <laughs> but also kind of scared of. Mm. Here, I'm your friend. What's your name? And it was not a nice feeling. Mm. And I went for this coffee with my friend. And like, we're sitting down and we're talking, like, how are you feeling? You're excited. I'm literally like, mm. <sighs> like, I'm literally doing that. <sighs> because I wanted to throw up. Mm. I wanted to throw up and I've never felt so alone. I never felt so alone. I went, Imagine this was a lead in a Marvel movie that was coming out today. Imagine I was, I was whatever superhero next. Imagine I was in Blade or something and today's the day that it comes out and Twitter and like for the first time you get more than 20 likes and like all of this like crazy stuff that you've always kind of gone, that's going to happen for me one day. But it really, really, when it really, really happens, you're like, oh my goodness, how do I survive this? I went into fight or flight mode and the only way I could survive it was by trying as hard as I can to be grounded. Speaking to my friends, calling my mum, telling people how I feel, reminding myself, you know, this is not forever, you know, this could change, they might hate the show, you know, this, this show might do really well, you know, <laughs> maybe you didn't make the edit. All of these things, like, as soon as like, this thing start, started bubbling, I was like, okay, cool. How can I be normal? And not, and not be a slave to this feeling or to this moment, you know? Like, I didn't have an audition to distract me. I didn't have anything apart from who I am, you know? And I had to try and find it in myself. And I'll be real, I didn't find it. I didn't find it until I went home that night to watch the first episode. And my mum had cooked and the neighbors came round and I went, yo, these guys have known me since I was eight years old. But my voice was like this. And I used to cycle up and down the road. Like that, those people were there. My neighbors, my mom, my, my sister. You know, again, my, my twin sister, she lives in Berlin. So she wasn't able to be with us there. But I sent, got, sent her a link. Um, but it's the people that know, again, I'm just going to keep on coming back to it. It's, it's the life you lived when this was a pipe dream that helps you to vibe it when the pipe dream becomes your reality. That's what I found. It's always keeping the kid, keeping that kid close. Like I had an audition on Monday, like, and um, it was in the room and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> um, went in and I saw and met this actor and I don't know if you would want me to say his name, so I'm not going to, but um, you know, we hadn't seen each other for a couple of years and we spoke on the phone later that evening and we were just talking kind of about this stuff. And I was like, bro, like I've changed so much and I don't know whether it's like, what the purpose, like why I've changed, you know? And he was like, no, but you know, he's, he's slightly older, this actor. And he was like, you know, you're always gonna change, you know? And like, I've changed, but I think I'm the same kid, which is really important in our industry. And I went, oh my gosh, it's so true. Like, you know, 
this industry is going to throw new things at you 24-7, you know? And you kind of want it to. That's why we're here. I'm, I didn't become an actor to not act. Like, mm. I came here to do it and to do it to a standard that I believe I can achieve, you know? But in that, I need to keep the kid close who didn't know if my family was going to say yes. Mm. Like, as soon as I forget about that guy, I then do what I did over the last couple of years, which was get sucked into, like, a lot of relationships that weren't great for me, you know, or, or not even not great for me, relationships that were based on my career or started chasing clout. And instead of going, no, like a very genuine, honest and humble passion brought me here. And now I'm making it something else. Now it's like this, like more life culture, you know, mm -hmm. the DJ Khaled lifestyle, you know, I, I became like that. And I, I think, it, it doesn't do you any good and like always books, always busy. You know what I mean? It's like always book, always busy. Always I had five auditions this week. You know what I mean? And I booked all of them. No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> and if you did, what are you doing? Um, Share the secret. In it. Um, I'll be very vulnerable right now. Um, everything I chased, I've had the worst imposter syndrome throughout all of it. All of it, all of it. The only job I haven't, I didn't have imposter syndrome for was Brother Size. And that's the first one? And that was the first one. Mm. That was before I knew what any of this industry was like. And from that moment, this unattainable version of myself like entered the room and I was like, I, I can't be you, I'm not good enough. I can't, I, what? I, I didn't even want to be this, you know? I, I think you, you, it's easy, um, and I can imagine, especially with your start, to sort of buy into the hype of it. That it will never end, and it's like... And then your expectation of, if I book this job now, then imagine the job I have it, hmm. that's the easiest thing but to do because it true, feels linear. Bro. It's not true, It's like, not true, but I suppose for yeah. someone like yourself, yeah. it you feel like, for me, it's different because the way you started, was different. Yeah, mm. exactly. You know, that's a, there's going to be kids going into yeah. first year drum school now, black kids mm. who like, in terms of drum school successes, they're like, I want to be like, hey, listen, I want to <laughs> start at the Young Vic, then I'm going to lead a TV show, yeah. Yeah. then do national, then do one, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's going to be like, wow. Mm. So I think for you to sort of shed light, and like, again, we really appreciate you, you sort of being here and sharing all of this stuff with us, mm. because I think that it would be so easy for you to sit back not ever sort of have to face any of this stuff publicly at least mm -hmm. um, and just be, and, and rest on the, your laurels of the jobs you've been on mm -hmm. and allow that distance between yourself uh, and an actor who may be just starting out today to feel a million miles mm -hmm. apart. But I think it's really lovely to kind of hear from your experience after those things, after those successes, mm -hmm. how human um, and, and relatable this is really no matter what stage you are in your career because mm. I think it always mm. feels like I'll be happy when yeah. I get my first TV job then I'll be happy when I lead this TV yeah. job that it, it's all that that goalpost just constantly changes mm -hmm. constantly changes and um we we, we did a, a Q&A GoHub did a Q&A with Carmel Cochran yeah, so. uh, last week which was dope big shout out to her but she yeah. was talking about having that same sort of imposter syndrome um 
in it's the industry. Dead, and, and I was saying, I just think it's so similar because it's, it's what a lot of actors go through too. Yeah, yeah. man. So like, I also kind of think that's something that is not taught or prepared for in drama school. I mean, like, I guess I, I don't know. I think maybe I've always had this and always been an element to me that's kind of felt like maybe I don't deserve or people are going to find out the truth eventually. I remember at the end of second year of drama school, for the first time, and I think the only time in drama school, all of my reports weren't about my acting, you know? They were about my confidence. And like on the outside, I'm a confident guy. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm a pretty witty guy and I can make a joke and I find it easy to talk to strangers, you know? But my confidence was like non-existent, you know? Um, and like, uh, hold on. Whew, don't get emotional, Jack. <laughs> hey, bruv, let it all out, man. Yeah, 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 bro. Um, Obviously, on camera, doing it, so like, <laughs> don't be moist. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I was about to give him the close up, single, uh, that, the single hey, tear hey, crying. Hey, hey Finn, zoom that camera in, Finn. You know, it's like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. It's just, I think in that insecurity, I allowed the the seductiveness of like, yo, bro, you're amazing, or yo, bro, you changed my life, or yo, man, like I saw this, man, here's a recall, or you've got a certain agent, or you're working and the person who said that you were crap when you were in first year isn't working. Like all of these things, like they seduce you when they remove yourself from how you're really feeling. And just because you're not living with how you're really feeling, it doesn't mean those real feelings aren't there. Yeah, for sure. And I spent years neglecting my real feelings. And, you know, things have slowed down, you know, pandemic and everything. And, um, but I'm, pandemic has not been great for anybody, but the silver lining of the pandemic is that I've had to slow down. And I've had to kind of become introspective and, and look at who I, who I was and like what I was trying to be and um, deal with that side of myself, which thinks I'm crap and that I don't deserve any of this. And sooner or later, someone is really going to find out or my agents are going to like watch a string of self tapes and go, oh, that's not who we signed. Drop him. You know, like these like very, very real fears and insecurities are like every day, 24 seven. And if I'm, if I'm living for other things, fake things that aren't combating them or filling me with fulfillment, then these feelings and thoughts are gonna kill me. And I, there's only so far you can go ignoring your trauma or your, your pain, like, you know? And like I said earlier, I'm a Christian and, you know, a, a big part of the shift in mindset was me kind of humbling myself before God and remembering that everything I have, I prayed for. And like, I had to get down on my knees and cry out to God for this. This wasn't, yo, I'm gonna be an actor and then, bap, you're an actor. It was two years of trying to get into drama school. It was navigating mental health crisis after crisis, it was, you know, dealing with relationships, it was making mistakes, it was being in school and feeling like dumb, like being a dumb black boy who didn't know what Shakespeare was and, 
it was dealing with real, 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 real stuff. But the industry will make you forget who you are. And that's the thing I hate about this industry. It will make you forget you who you are. And it's the only person you can bring to this is who you are. You know? So if I start, perfect example. And I really thank you for this. I actually don't think I thanked you enough for this. The Biff along list came out. And you like replied to my story and I was like, yo bro, just trying to join the leagues. And you said, you already are. And I went, oh my God, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I am, I am already the leagues. I, this biffer doesn't change me, it doesn't change who I am. I'm not suddenly more amazing. Like my, lep- my, my name's not suddenly spelled all capitals because I have a biffer, <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it's all those moments. That's why I like value you and I value you. And like, we've just met today, but I value you too, my bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I value those relationships that aren't based on clout or credit or or career or any of that stuff because they got to know you have self-worth, you know? Like, you you can find it in yourself. You are the answer, you know? Even if, like, people don't have the same belief system as me, like, I have friends who aren't Christians who say, why don't you just pray? And I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm going to pray, you know? Or friends that will pray for me, you know? Or, like, I can always connect back to a source that is bigger than myself and a source where I get my fulfillment from, you know? And I always think about the Bible verse, what does it gain a man? What Mm. what does it profit a man to gain his soul? Kai. What does it profit a man to gain it? To to gain the world but lose his soul. I wasn't even trying trying to. I was like, that's deep. We'll we'll, we'll edit that post. What was that? What was that Bible verse? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it was actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no word though. Word, yeah, bro. man. What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul, man? Mm, and mm. Um, nothing. Mm. Not absolutely nothing. I have only been in a worse place mentally and as myself by trying to chase certain things. I've only been in a worse place for it. It wasn't until I went, okay, I'm not. I'm going to stop going to gay images parties because <laughs> I don't need gay images. I can edit pictures better. Throw it in my way, bro. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, mm. yeah, man. There've been a couple of moments here and there, and um, I just, I think, I just think it's so important just to be close to the version of yourself that had none of this. Because that version of you, even if I remember when I used to be like excited every time I got a phone call from my agent. And I was like, oh, they're calling us. <laughs> okay, what are they going to say? Wow. You know? <laughs> I was like, wow, I have an agent. Mm. Whoa. I didn't have an agent once. Like, <laughs> I didn't know where the hell I would begin. I used to type in, into Google top 10 agencies in London. And I <laughs> went through the list that. and I Everyone's went, done that. wow, imagine being with Independent. Mm. Imagine being with Mark and Frog. Imagine being with Curtis Brown. Imagine, wow, wow. Imagine, mm. you know? Yeah, go imagine it no more, bro. Don't have to imagine anymore, but suddenly it's not enough, mm. you know? And I'm trying to get back to a place in my life where the things that I dreamt about that kept me awake at night when I was 12 years old are enough again, you know? I think there's something you said earlier before we started recording um, that I found to be really profound. Mm. <clears throat> we were talking about wisdom. Mm. And, you know, you're saying that 
you wish you had that kind of wisdom before yeah. and you wish, you know, about praying yeah. for all of these things, uh, you know, the the agents, the jobs, mm. the, you know, maybe what you defined as success mm -hmm. at that time. But what you wish that you prayed for was the wisdom. Mm -hmm. I think another thing you just said now is, you know, you didn't really gain anything from achieving all these things. But I'd, I think I'd just like to remind you, and mm. you know, of the fact that you gained wisdom in this, bro. Hundred percent. To to be where you are now, mm. you know, you you would have had to, you've had to experience what you've experienced, and yeah. I think that's that's what I think um, the biggest takeaway for me is from from just watching your journey because. Mm. I guess I would have, I mean, a bit, I'm a bit older than you, whatever, mm. but like, I would have looked at someone like you, like when I was younger as well and been like, that's probably a journey I'd want to go to, go mm. to a really good like drama school and stuff and, mm. and do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, your journey is like, it's yours. Do you know what I mean? And it's mm. unique to you. Mm. And for you to be where you're at now and to be making the kind of realizations that you're making and to be consciously trying to make the changes you're, you're making. Yeah. You might not have been there if if you'd Thank gone you. through it a completely yeah. different yeah. way. Do you know 100%. what I mean? So like sometimes you have to kind of go through the trenches and go through the dirt to be able mm. to finally like mm -hmm. I don't know if if I don't even know if what we're talking about is seeing the light. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. your perspective it's just and it's right your now. journey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What what I yeah. would say though as well is um I, I think it'd only be right to sort of talk about um because I suppose you're, you, you're both sort of navigating a, a similar territory. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, even the watching notes was made by the almost the identical team. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, yes, I, and I remember uh, before the last tree, um, we bumped into each other randomly in Shoreditch. Mm. I, I don't think I'd seen you for a while, maybe before this point, but it was, I guess you, you had a completely different experience up until the last street, then sort of like Jonathan, it was, uh, I suppose, a lot more uncertain and less maybe what felt mapped out at that point. Um, and you were doing it for a while before the last tree came. You had other jobs and stuff before that, obviously. But I remember uh, we, we, we saw each other outside the station. You were just like, your energy had shifted a lot from the last time I saw you. And um, you were not, not in any way sort of done with acting or anything like that, but your your focus had shifted a lot. Um, and that felt like part of the infancy stages of your sort of like spiritual awakening and spiritual journey. Um, and then fast forward, I think it was like months after that, you had booked the last tree. So you're, you sort of went through this before having that break. So I just wonder how much um, of what Jonathan spoke about um, resonates with you or, or also how does it differ with I suppose a much slower ascension into booking a job like the last tree and then going on to the watch and then again he's about to start something new tomorrow which um which I feel is, is going to be on, <laughs> equally as amazing as all the ones so far so I just wonder how that what, what's that difference between um your journey and Jonathan's um it's a really good question, man. I wasn't expecting to be asked a question on the fucking podcast. I feel like we had to, you know. Sooner or later, innit? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to throw something at you as well. But um, yeah, man, that's a that's a really good question, bro. Uh, without trying to think too hard about it, I guess, I guess it was actually quite similar. When I deep it, you know, um, yeah, we we were talking about how I think the three of us came from pretty similar backgrounds. Um. And uh, we, we, 
probably agree that we don't necessarily have that many people to like look at mm. as examples of doing the things that we wanted, to, wanted do. to do and that we're doing right now. Yeah, thank thankfully and thank God. But um, went to a, a wonderful institution that that has produced many talented uh, yeah. actors in Lambda, and thankfully I went to one of the same where we met each other, Jazz. Um, in, in identity. identity, the Identity mm. School of Acting, you know, and uh, being there, you know, we were in those rooms with our friends and our colleagues where we were fostering mm. dreams and mm. goals wow. about what habits. it is that we wanted mm. to do, fostering habits, you know, mm. helping each other with self-tapes, giving each other, like, similar to what, you know, we're doing at GoHub, but in a much more sort of in a different sort of Infancies, scale. Yeah, 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 you know, we, we were young. We didn't sure. really know the industry at all, you know. We didn't, we didn't really know what to expect or what it would look like for mm. us, you know. But in those trenches, you were sharpening each other up. Do you know what I mean? Trenches, and, for sure. That bro, is, <laughs> that's the way bro, to describe bro, it. Bro, that was the trenches, The best bro. time. But I, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. Bro, the times where I wasn't booking, I think, are like some of the most informative times of, of, my, of my career so far, like... Being a, but then also knowing that the the steps that you're taking, you know, the corridors that you're walking have led to others doing yeah. incredible There's things, but also in others that also like look like you. Do you know what I mean? Like aren't even that much older than you. Yeah. Others that are going on to do huge things like Star we're gonna Wars. say it, Star Wars, really? bro. <laughs> People yeah, that are bro. like leading Star Wars. People that are now doing things in Black Panther. Mm. People that are. Oscar nominee, oh, do you know, do you know what I mean? People that are doing crazy Golden Globe nominee type people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think for me, having having those sorts of people feel like quite close just meant that no matter how much, huh? It felt like it was it felt achievable. Mm. No matter how much these things seem reach. like lofty ideas, at the end of the day, there's people that are that have walked the same journey as you in their own way that are doing it. Mm. So how? unachievable is this thing really yeah if you don't believe in it then that's probably more to do with you and your belief and maybe mm -hmm. how much like you can actually see uh or have faith in your thing and i think actually a lot of what you've spoken about is to do with faith you know it's yeah. it's it's about not necessarily buying into uh the proof of of this faith okay. but actually just trusting that actually wow. yeah i was that guy that actually didn't believe this at once and i prayed for it hard yeah and I worked hard for it. I mean, I believed it. And then all of a sudden these things became yeah, real. Yeah. And then having to then learn how you navigate and deal with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, The Last Tree was great, but it was it was an indie film. I remember my agent at the time was always telling me like, oh, you know, we've got to manage the expectations. You don't know what will happen <laughs> with it. You know, it might never even come out. I'm just like, oh. At the time, I was like, what do you mean it might not come out? Bro, you should be gassing me. But at the same time, actually, that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. And having a perspective on these types of things, knowing that, oh, just because you do something that may be sick one mm -hmm. day, don't mean you're, you might not work again for another two years. You better be, like, and you might not willing. Be happy with it. You might, not, you might not even like it. Yeah, man. You might not even you like might it. might not even like it. It's, 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 I think those, those are, like, those are the sorts of things that I was, like, trying to consider. Because I don't know, man. I think, I think it's just easy to buy into the hype of things. But like the reality of it is like nothing lasts forever mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Once you've once you've done that job, that job is done. Regardless of how people may react to it, it's done. You've you've done it. Mm -hmm.
you might learn something in those reactions, but they're not gonna validate how you felt about the job because you've done it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I, I very much resonate with everything yeah. that Jonathan said. I think this is the reason why we probably came into each other's lives at the time that we did as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was off the fact that I watched Noughts and Crosses, but it hadn't come out. Mm. I wasn't trying to challenge, trying to clouch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh, I saw this guy on the mm-hmm. screen. I heard some yeah. cool guy. Let me just reach out to another black mm-hmm. brother. Like, yeah. congratulations <laughs> on your thing, bro. Like, yeah. keep shining. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. But that's always, that's kind of always been my mentality. Like, I love what you just said, like, by not buying into the proof of the faith. Mm. I've never ever thought about it that way. It's like, like you, <sighs> abstract again. <laughs> I'm speaking a lot of metaphors. And I need to find a way to not do it. <laughs> um, Damn it, but, it's beautiful. So you plant a tree, well, you plant a seed and it grows into this tree, apple tree or whatever. And you're so obsessed with the fact that you've got apples that you forget to keep on looking after the tree and the tree dies. Mm. You know, and it's kind of like what you're talking about, about not buying into the proof of the faith, like not buying into the the perks of it. Do you know what I mean? You know, and I mm. think, yeah, that's I think that's a big take. Like, I've been trying to find a way to phrase it, and that's just the perfect phrasing of it. Like, not buying into the proof of the faith because the faith comes. It's an it's an, it's a heart work. It's an internal work. It's a, it's a heart work, um, and it's all the things that take you away from the heart. They don't help. And I'm, obviously, I'm trying to be careful not to sound like bare self-righteous or whatever. Because mm. um, I still have my days. Like, as none of this is figured out. A lot of this stuff like that I want. I want to be more wholesome. I want to be less concerned with the fruits mm. of my faith. I want to be less concerned with the big jobs and hopefully having a BAFTA one. I, I don't want to care about that stuff. Mm. But I do. Mm. You know, and I need to find a balance between going... No, it's okay to desire things, mm. but it's not okay to base my identity in them. Mm. You know? Mm. Process, man. That's yeah, man. Stress, I've still sure. laughed, had a great time, auditioned, got close to things mm. since I didn't get the Biffa nomination. Mm. If I let that Biffa only be in longlisted for the Biffa define me, I would have been depressed. I probably would have said no to you lot. I would have mm. been under my duvet right now, mm. crying. Mm. crying into my pillowcase mm. but you can't do that there's yeah. more to life man like I've got a twin sister and a little sister and my little sister's in year 8 and I always I moved back home last year just because of the pandemic and everything and it just shifted my perspective again because I look at her and I go okay cool well you're obviously from the same family that I'm from we all we have the same principles and the same ideologies and we are a Nigerian family and there are expectations and our mum is really great like my mum was like one of the only people in my family that was like yo you're good I gave birth to you so if you need to do this do it Mm. but that being said I know there's pressure there's pressure from grandparents uncles and aunties and it's not that they're nasty so they want a stable life for us yeah. you know but now i go okay my journey can be an example that you know what my little sister can dream of doing something crazy and <laughs> it'll work it will work it will flipping work and anyone that's going to tell you it's not going to work family or not can come and chat to me about it because mm. i am living proof mm. for my little sister mm. you know if she turns around and says i want to be a hairdresser 
fam, someone's got to cut the queen's hair, fam. <laughs> and they're making peace. Mm. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Right. You know? And I speak to my twin sister about this a lot as well. And she's she does a lot of audio um, design out in Berlin. And... um. She listens, has to listen to a lot of other podcasts and help them along and all that kind of stuff. And she's been saying a lot recently, like she's really feeling the pressure right now as the generation ahead of Gen Z going, we, their parameters of success are going to be dictated by our generation. Like the actors that want to wanna like, blow and do da 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 or, or go to this drama school or not go to drama school. They're looking at you. They're looking at John Boyega. They're looking at you. They're looking at me. They're looking at us lot, our generation. So if we don't, or if we don't believe that we are already doing it, then we're selling them a template with holes in it. Mm. So that's got to be full. I, I think we need to be full of ambition, full of humility, be objective and be passionate. Do you know what I mean? Because in the generation, yeah, you like work, but I think also as well, what's uh, what's uh, really interesting about that is I, I do think, yeah, there, there is a generational thing, but I think it's so easy to sort of disregard the uh, the sort of like black black actors who are sort of like the generation or two generations older than us. Because oh I my think gosh, we stand on their shoulders, man. Well, well, yeah, but also their grind was just so much different. different. There wasn't, there wasn't, there, there was no opportunity. And I think this is a great thing because obviously the the representation on screen and stage and uh, and behind camera mm -hmm. obviously needs to be drastically improved. But there was no initiatives or focus on like let's get black people more involved in stuff. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 I can't even fathom. The sort of grind that, like your Adrian Lester's, David Harewood's, Nicholas Pinnock's, so those, yeah. those, those actors <laughs> to get to where they are and still be around now. Mm. That's just one thing. And not be jaded. And not mm. be jaded. You're talking about one person in in a whole year group across maybe all of the drama schools, Bruh. and still being able to su survive, stay in it, and earn a living, a mm -hmm. good living at, at you, you know mm -hmm. where they are in their life now. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think. So with those guys, they're kind of like, I think there's there's a real discipline and like um, gratitude of everything they've been through and where they're at. And like it being a bit of a surprise as much as they might have believed in themselves or had all this ambition, mm. you can't help but be fueled with gratitude because mm. all of the obstacles you've had to overcome. It's... There's no celebrity culture with those guys. Mm. What's happening now, I think, Again, maybe because we're a little bit more susceptible to being on social media and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. It's like there's everyone. There's, I feel like there's a lot of actors, and thankfully I'm not around any. But mm. I think from your experience in talking about the sort of crowd you and I know Sam likewise. But mm. from your experience, maybe the relationships that you start to shed, maybe not. There seems to be like a that thing of like I'm an actor, but I want to live like a rapper and present myself to the world in this kind of I'm rich I see baby blue tick this inaccessible it's just this inaccessible all the distance in the world that just seems to be like growing in popularity yeah. that like no shade someone though, will meet there, you there's a space there's a space for these people there, there, I, I, I no shade whatsoever <laughs> that's again like pushing people out there's, there's yeah. I say that I say that mainly because and sorry to interrupt you no right? no I say that because at the end of the day these people whoever they are or may not be like they they they're probably just like 
us, bro. Mm-hmm. Some a lot of them probably came from a very similar background. Facts. And for them, mm-hmm. you know, doing what they're doing is is was also really mm. difficult. And and I'm I'm trying to find a way of saying this uh, to like not create this yeah, distance yeah, course, or, sure. or separation. At the end of the day, like we're all like young wherever we're from, do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Young people mm-hmm. and and probably haven't had a lot of money in our lives and all of a sudden are starting to see, see some money yeah. and, and adjusting to that is going to affect us in many different ways. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I haven't necessarily made that much money. I don't know what I'm going to be like if I ever make my first mill. What's, do you know what I mean? It's, who, know, who knows what but that's going to be? What we're like. talking about is like, I think you, you've been extremely blessed with the jobs that like, you know, that you're, you're doing and have done. Um, but we're talking about like any job and like, mm recreating a narrative on it to create distance at all that like, you know at every opportunity you can get and i think as much as yeah we all do come from a similar background and that might be like our economic reality we still have a blueprint of mm. nicholas pinnock mm. of all of these people Thanks. that was a different time but then after that daniel kalua mm. anthony walsh mm. harinza mm. all of these guys how come they're just about craft mm. they're not on this like i think they're in a sweet spot between Nicholas Pinnock and us. I yeah, think but they I, were I think it's just artistry. It's, it's yeah. craft first. It's craft over opportunity at all times. Mm-hmm. So it, it's gratitude mm-hmm. uh, for for anything that comes. But also they're all extremely talented yeah. and committed to the to the work they do. They mm-hmm. all make great work, and it, it always feels like it's about work and not the byproducts of mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. So we we have a lot of examples mm-hmm. of people like this. So anyone who's you know an actor aspiring or at any stage in your career you have a lot of people who are who are at the top of the industry who who, who sort of don't behave in that way so I guess yeah. I never I, I'm not sure as much as anyone can act how they want there's no right or wrong way to do anything but for all of the actors coming up from our background especially mm. if you're from there how helpful is it for people's mental health or for your own mental health, f- for you to have to sort of maintain this this image that you've created mm. purely for yourself, or to make other people who mm. maybe haven't even got their first agent yet, mm. the, yeah. the thought of booking a job that pays actual money feels years away. Mm. How helpful is that distance to the community of actors that you have been birthed from? It's mm. a good question, man. It's a, it's a good. It's a good Mike, question. I would drop this mic right now. It's so up. <laughs> No, no, it's 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 a good, it's a it's a really good point, man. And I think maybe that's you know a part of the reason. Maybe why you're. Oh yeah, bro, go on, man. You have to clap after you, after you press after record. You press record, bro. Uh, you won't know that unless it was on the sound, didn't it? Anyway, back from the toilet break. We're good, yeah. Right. <laughs> Are we good. Technical difficulty, but no, feeling we good, yeah. So um we picked up on that beautiful little hot mic, mic drop, drop there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice cardigan, by the way, bro. Thank you, man. I'm really, yeah. really glad you said that, man. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. So we had that mic drop moment, right? And um to me what I what I heard and what you were saying was um community. And a lot of what you've been saying as well, uh John, is about community and uh you know, you spoke about how you had maybe a certain sort of person or people around you that maybe mm-hmm. um, didn't necessarily take you in for the whole of the person that you are and maybe based, a lot of your relationships may have been based off of what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's what I was going to say about uh, about what you're doing, Jazz, with, with GoHub and creating a space for people um, that are in our industry, actors that are at varying you know, degrees and levels of achievement or work or just in their general journey and, and relation to the craft itself. Um, and so I guess I just wanted to, to ask you in general, like, what do you feel the importance of uh, community is in general when it comes to these sort of creative arts and maybe also specifically uh, within the acting industry? Because I'm someone that regularly comes to GoHub. I found a lot of value in it. I think a lot of people have found value in it throughout the um, mm -hmm. the 2020 Definitely. year of the pandemic. Like, I don't. I, I feel like it's, I feel like there's so much more to that year. Yeah. Um, especially with things like GoHub. But uh, yeah, just like having started and and uh, running a, a community like that, that's that feels to me very supportive. Um, yeah, what do you feel like the importance of, of community is and also in relation to you know everything that Jonathan's spoken about as well? Yeah, I think um well it's part of the reason sort of like kind of how we're here today. Obviously I knew you before, but I met John Jonathan through GoHub and our our sport, our relationships sort of growing through that. So I think for one, you sort of find people that you're supposed to find in your journey, yeah. which is important the people that fuel you and um it isn't about all the, the, the other like bullshit. It's just like you're finding people who, in a way, whether it's in the instant you meet them or as time goes on, are gonna sort of benefit you as a person from holding you accountable to something that's slightly more honest and you mm -hmm. being a better person, not getting caught up in buying into your own hype and therefore sort of doing the same for you and allowing you to sort of grow and flourish in that way. But I think also, as Jonathan mentioned, and I think we've all sort of experienced the varying degrees, it is so easy to kind of be in this space, in this industry or whatever, and things to feel so surface level, like you're bumping into a person in the street, I I I don't have all the time. How's it going, bro? Yeah, yeah, good, man. I'm just just waiting to hear back from this thing. Um, <laughs> or yeah, yeah, I'm just. I think I'm gonna move. It was like, bro, I didn't even ask. So I, I was feel attacked. I want to know how you are. Like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. we, we do it, and, and mm. we can be on the other side of it as well. Because, mm. bro, half the time we're just trying to keep convince ourselves that mm. like this thing can work for me. Uh, and then, you, you know, so th there's a bit of like defensiveness that kicks in, even if someone's just asking a really honest, genuine question. Mm. So I, I do get that. But I think it can be such a lonely sort of journey and thing to navigate anyway, mm. because you're constantly battling that doubt. And I think there is this idea in, in lots of industries, but it, mainly in this one where it's about like positive energy only, like best face on, like, speak it into existence, let me portray success in all of those things and then everything will happen, which is, I, I think there's space for that. I think a lot of that stuff is great and I can understand the sort of logic uh, mm. behind it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily allow me and you to sort of link up and speak on a level like, bro, I've, like, I find this hard at the moment. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Things aren't really maybe going the way that I want them to go at this point or I'm not happy with this or I did this mm. job and do you know what, bro? I know like you think this is sick and everyone's congratulating me, but I didn't enjoy it. Mm. Or like, yeah, I earn money, but like six months later, nine months later, that money's gone, bro. Because mm. like I'm at a point now where maybe maybe I don't want to work a part-time job again. So like this money isn't just like, boom, I've got it. And now I'm sitting on this forever and it never disappears. I also have to live and survive. Mm. And like, again, I think coming from our background, earning money or doing any of those things, it, it is about you, obviously, because we all have ambitions. But like, you've got a lot of other people to take care of. So mm. like that, everything sort of stretches way further than maybe if like, 
you were already sorted in that way, like financially, and that was your upbringing. But mm. like for a lot of us, that's not the case. So I think it, it is so much more important, not just young black actors, but like maybe just young working class actors, everyone who's from that same background, to be moralist, to mm. support each other, to help each other, because that way we're gonna get better. I'm gonna mm. do your self date with you, and bro, I want you to book it, even if we're going for the same thing. Because yeah, yeah. if one of us book it, but I just think the success people you're around success, man. are yeah, success, beat success, iron sharpens mm. iron, and like the people you find yourself with, especially if it's organic and you're not trying to just mm. pally up to someone mm -hmm. because they're doing doing well. I think that it's a, it's an indication of where you're at in life, Completely, and it might man. be hard. I understand the idea because you hear all this all the time. It's that like you'll be friends with someone when you were both grinding, then one person takes off way sooner, mm. and then it's so easy to feel like. I don't even want to be around that person anymore because it, then it doesn't make me feel as mm. as um, maybe successful. I don't feel like I have the same sort triggers of- insecurities yeah, It triggers insecurity, which mm. I understand, but if things are proper, if the friendships are real, if that love and support mm. for one another, doing well, even if it's in direct competition for the same job, mm. is gonna fuel you all to go on so, so, so much longer. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of those guys, maybe what was helpful the generations before us is, if they had actor friends, they were all battling something that sort of naturally breeded a togetherness. Mm -hmm. So like, regardless if they really fucked with each other or not, they knew, boy, we if we're in this thing together. and we're working, we we know we're doing all right, we're, we're yeah. doing all right and we've, we've gone through the same thing. And I mm -hmm. think that there just needs to be more of that now because I think it's so easy to like, stunt on people, like what mm. agent you with, mm. all of that stuff. And I get it, everyone wants to be with those agents. Everyone wants to book those jobs. But without the makeup of people around you, it's just a job, isn't it? Mm. At the yeah. end of the day, they, mm. they're jobs and they come and go. And after you do them, like there will be some things that will last the test of time that people will always remember you for, God mm. willing, if you get those jobs. But otherwise, mm. but no, no, one's, no one's watching that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. And if it's always based on that, it's really fickle anyway, because people love you when it's your moment, when the social media starts rolling out, I'm gonna repost my boy, no one knows my boy my like guy. my boy. Came through the trenches, blood, you <laughs> know? <laughs> <laughs> Once that's done, they're not, they're not posting, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we were just talking about it in the break, Jonathan's doing music now, like, mm. do you know what I mean? I'm mm. like, it's dope as well, by the way. Like, I think that's so exciting, but you want people Plug to- that. We'll plug that at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's true though. You, you want everyone to sort of fuck with that and support you because it's about the same supporting way. you. Yeah. So if you're yeah. my boy, yeah, I don't care if you start selling bricks yeah. I'm going to bricks as in like house bricks. <laughs> <laughs> like with sand and cement, all of that. Exactly, shit. brick and mortar. But um, yeah. if you do that, no, then bro, I'm going to plug it because you're my bricks, boy. Bro. Do you know what I mean though? It's yeah. just the honest truth because I, I support you. You're my friend. It's not. I'm not supporting I'm not a fan of your career. I'm a fan of seeing you grow and flourish and like how your energy changes. And I think that's really special about GoHub, you can see it. It's that like, mm. a lot of the time people are finding their very first acting community. Mm. I think the idea of workshops anyway sometimes can be really shit. And I think we spoke about this your first one, because a lot of the time they are very much like, wait until this person fucks up so I can say I'm better than them. So yeah. it's like, obviously that's not the case at GoHub. Everyone's, for the most part, in a really but good Anyone position. can pattern you with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. it <laughs> but you open yourself up to it. We talk about this yeah. all the time, bro. You was, you was coming off a job, going into another job. For you, it'd be so easy to be like, and Sam, obviously you're there all the time, but like, you could easily be like, I've passed that kind Sorry, of- Sorry, you know who just hired already? me? Thank you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You, you could be like, I'm I'll past that whole that. training thing. Yeah. But so to put yourself on a firing line like anyone else, I think it's like, that to, that to me is a great indication of, yeah. you know, I'm here for, for the people, but I'm also here for the craft. I love yeah. this thing. It's not just about me. We're all neeks, isn't it? And mm. 
Once you forget that, boffins of this thing. Yeah, yeah bro. Sure. Once you forget that, you stop learning, bro. Mm. Damn, I bought like three acting books off Amazon the other night. Mm. You know, and it's like I, I don't ever want to stop learning. Well, I read them. That's a different story. <laughs> However, but they're there. They're on the bookshelf. The actor, the mentality. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What books were they? Um, the actor and the text by Cicely Berry. Um, a little voice by Josh Whedon. I don't know if that's an acting book, but I, I read something in the blog and went, okay, I can really relate that. He's a director, and right, Josh Whedon? I think or, so. Yeah, I think, or a writer. And The Untethered Soul. Um, that's more like spiritual stuff, just to read alongside my Bible, just to kind of inform my understanding of the scriptures. And mm-hmm. um, But yeah, we're, we're neeks, like. And like, I love it. I love it. Sometimes my, like one of my mates called me at like three in the morning our time, but he's in Canada and he just sent me like a random text about something he thought about acting. I was like, yes, he's cooking. Call him. It's like three in the morning. We're like geeking out about like, yeah, listening is like amazing at like three in the morning. And like, I couldn't sleep after that. I just went on my like phone notes. I was like, so listening, I think is about this, 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 and this. And I'm like, right now I feel alive. I feel alive right now. I feel so fulfilled in this moment in my bed at three in the morning, pausing whatever show I'm watching and just thinking about it and ruminating on it and trying to like put it in my own words and like inform myself emotionally. So next time I am blessed to be given an opportunity to do what I love, I can be even more informed, Mm -hmm. you know? And like being concerned with the proof of of success, it takes you away from that. Mm. It takes you so far away from that that <laughs> you might not even be able to work with a director or a cast in the future because you're like, you've spent so much of your in-between time trying to cultivate this image that cannot survive in a real rehearsal room. Mm. Especially when you're working with older actors, they've got kids, they're married. They're like, yo, I'm leaving rehearsals early because I've got to do the school run. My wife's a doctor and I drew the short straw, so I'm doing the school run today. I can't come on that crazy hype, on that, yo, man, I'm just going to the pub, I'm just going to... Oh. It's been so long since I've been out. What's that, the pub outside the National called again? Understudy. Yeah, yeah. Understudy, <laughs> man. Oh, bro, I used to go understudy and just, like, walk around and, like, hope people will see me. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I used to be such a waste, man, for all of this stuff, man. Um, but it doesn't survive. You'll never survive. You won't have longevity. You won't last. Hmm. You won't last. But also, I do have to say, it's easy to judge people that are in this stage. You know? When I was in this stage of my thinking and of my life, it seemed like the only way to do it. If I knew it wasn't the way to do it, I never would have done it. You know? Um, And I think it's really important to consider the fact that if you don't have a blueprint before you do what you think is right and networking can turn into into a monster that eats you up you know and for me in my head i was networking yeah i was like yo okay i need to be friends with this person because you know what these people i usually tape with they might book something soon so i need to have a tape partner you know it's a business move like it's you know Okay, cool, so I've done that. Oh, he booked something, I booked something. I booked something of taping with her. Oh my goodness. Wow, we really, we bear fruit. 
together. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Why would I stop doing this? Mm. And then suddenly the relationship is only about the successful times. But then the relationship break down when all of you guys are in, mm. uh, when you guys have to wait or you're in between jobs. Like, what do you talk about? Who are mm. you? What are you really? Mm. You know? I don't think it's like people are being malicious or people are... are are so obsessed with fame that they're willing to like step on anybody to get there. I think it's a lot of us come into this really young, mm. barely even knowing who we are. Like I didn't know who I was when I went to drama school. I was nineteen, fam. Like I, d- I didn't know who I was. Which is kind of crazy you know? to think as well that you want to act. You're my kids, like, at, and not know who you are. Yeah, you know man. I mean? but that's that's you're right. That's sort of how everyone comes. You know. Yeah. So I kind of try to be gracious. I try to look back on the past years of my life graciously and go listen you were a kid like you didn't know certain things you mm. or you thought certain things were gonna yield certain results or this that and the other but i don't regret that time i don't hate myself for that time mm. and i love everyone i've met over that time and i'm still friends with all of them you know mm. but what has shifted is the perspective of it mm. you know and i think your life doesn't have to change it's just your perspective because then you can just you can navigate everything mm-hmm. you're always growing you're always changing as long mm-hmm. as your perspective is always changing exactly we're coming up to time but I just mm-hmm. wanted to, to to finish well one thank you again for being here and sort thank of sharing you. everything with us today but also if you could um, just maybe share like what are the things now with sort of all of this insight you've gained over the maybe last year mm-hmm. um, that you do um, just quickly to, to keep yourself feeling whole and human and remembering mm-hmm. who you are outside of the acting mm-hmm. and also if you could give one piece of advice to yourself maybe starting out at Lambda what mm-hmm. would that be Okay. That's exactly what I was going to ask too. It's a great question, man. Um, Okay, I'm going to start with what I do now. Um, Things I do now to stay whole and fulfilled. Um, I read my Bible and I pray a lot and I'm really dedicated to my relationship with God. Um, So, yeah, I would say just connect to something that, you know build your spirit something that's immaterial we all need it you know for some people who can't find that connection I mean find something you know that's bigger than the things that you can see around you for me that's God Um, uh, what else do I do I go for walks a lot I love walking I love it Um, I walk to the Thames daily and I'll walk like maybe like a two hour journey alongside it and then walk it back and it's just just get outside and breathe and I don't allow myself to go on my phone during the walk unless I have like scheduled calls that I need to have um but usually put it in breast pocket of my jacket and just tell myself you're not allowed um stay off it um the music as well, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, music. Yeah, I, I mean, I've mean, i always made music. I love, like for me, my life. It was I was either because I got into a songwriting BA, but I wanted to be an actor, so I waited and then became an actor. But um, do something creative that's outside of something that you're trying to live off. Mm. Yeah, you know, like I'm not trying to live off music, like in any way, shape, or form. If one day. You hear on Capital FM, (laughs) (laughs) 
And the number one hit of the week is Jonathan Ajayi's Engine Head. Engine Head. I am just as surprised as you because I'm not pursuing that in any way, shape, or form. It's just a way for me to get That will probably happen out. now as well. Yeah. You've spoken yeah. it into existence, Amen. bro. That's probably Amen. what happens. You're hmm. not focusing Amen. on it and, it, and mm. that's how it unfolds. It? Gosh, I'm going to start focusing on acting then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Advice. The advice that I would give. It's what I said at the end of that tweet. Let me get it back. That was a you were great talking tweet. about this tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even tweet, read yeah. this you tweet out. Nah. When I saw it, that was, I, I think I, I called you and I was like, nah, I think. That's and and like, you said you had a conversation. Yeah, we had a conversation yeah, yeah. about this tweet. And then, but I just think that sort of is very much about a lot of the stuff we talk about and the whole reason for this podcast. Hmm. I had it saved in my phone. Still need to come up with a name for the podcast, yeah, bro. there's still no name. Is there going to be a name by the time we release it? There has to be, innit? I mean, subject to change. I've got it here, you know. Oh, no, I don't because I've got a new number, don't I? We should, you should call it subject to change. It's an idea. <laughs> 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 we know who not to go to. Well, <laughs> you didn't even blink. I was, <laughs> what do you mean? Right now, I took it out. You just me like, bro, are you okay? <laughs> Do you know what? It's because I have an idea in my mind, oh, isn't it? No, you have like, an idea of a name? I do. What's it? Share it. Nah, 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 Jonathan's just said that I can't not now, innit? <laughs> I can't not. <laughs> after that look I just gave it, I was savage. Fuck. Uh, I was thinking about industry or industrious, but like spelled in a, in a certain way. So like industry, us, or industry. Do you know what I mean? Because we're talking about community. And yeah, I feel you. We're yeah, trying to make, it. we're all, you know, being a part of something. But, you know, might might not work. It's an Industrious. idea. <laughs> 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 I can't find this tweet, man. Damn. You, tweet you know lot. what? You know what? I you know what? Bear, we're, we're, if it's not there, we will actually, we'll put it, we'll find it and we'll put it in the... I can there, remember we're, we're it, We're taking the time. These guys are going to have to um, Yeah, I just found it. Hey, go hey. on. Okay. No, don't worry about okay. that. We'll, we'll All right. It. Just a disclaimer. Well, not a disclaimer, but just I can't talk about the tweet without talking about the context. And it is just in memory of Luke Westlake, who was an arts edge student who sadly took his own life. Um, and uh, the Daily Mail posted a really insensitive article about the situation. He was in first year at arts edge when I was on my foundation course there. And we spoke a few times. I mean, we weren't, I'm not going to pretend that we were friends or, or anything, but he was a lovely guy and people in his year cared about him a lot. And Christian Wall, Kyle Rowe at Just Add Milk, they set up a scholarship. Great in guys. His honor, which is incredible. And it, and it makes me think, I wonder if I got to know you, what, what, what kind of amazing person makes their friends honor you in that kind of way, you know? Mm. And... I've read the Daily Mail article. I don't know how much of it is true, but something that came out from the article was that he was struggling to deal with going from being really busy and nabbing a lot of work straight out of drama school to being forced to slow down. Again, I do not know if it's true, so I'm not crediting that or giving that article any time of day. But I identify with that immediately because I left drama school like that mm. and I was working immediately and I know how it feels when suddenly you go wait whoa, 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 whoa how do I do this who am I now that I'm not this guy who's sprinting mm. um, and it was really scary to see you know I remember talking to my mum and she was she was like I read it and I couldn't even finish reading the article so I was thinking of you and I was like you know I could have that that could be any of us it really could be any of us for you know? sure um, so it made me say like we uh, we need to support each other 
more in this industry by being honest. Success is success isn't as it seems, and neither is the grind. The only real thing is you going through it. Set your self worth outside of acting. Keep people who love you, not your credits, close and love them back. If I was to give any advice, it's the end of this tweet, which is set your self worth outside of acting. Keep the people who love you and not your credits close and love them back. Mm. That's it. That's the perfect way That's to end the first beautiful. podcast ever. That's beautiful. That's and again, thank you so, so much for, for being here, being mm. so open, so vulnerable, so honest mm. with us and uh, and anyone who watches this. Mm. Appreciate it, man. We did have one more thing. We did oh, no, Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, um, we, we have an idea for like a recurring question that we'd ask at the end of each episode god willing there's many episodes to come and it's uh who would you like to see on this podcast uh and whoever you say you have to sort of be responsible or help in some way to try and get them on um i would like to see christian wall christian wall justin milk baby justin milk the reason why i met him like I said, when I was on my foundation course, Art said he was a first year actor who then went on to work in casting and agenting. And I'm really intrigued to see that journey of like exploring different sides of the table and being fulfilled on both sides. Because I think there's this whole idea that if you stop acting, once you stop acting, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be dispelled. Christian as well, just to add, I think we, we'd, hopefully we'd be able to get you on Christian, but he's, Christian. Uh, he, he's my agent's assistant. He's so I, I speak to Christian d- daily and I, I can tell um, he, he's super, super happy doing what he's doing. Yeah, it it feels it. like I can't even, I didn't know Christian as an mm. actor, but I can't now imagine him doing anything else because mm. he's so passionate and in love with the work he does. Yeah. So I think it would be great for someone who trained I, I, I know someone who told me he trained with him at Art Center. I was like, well, Christian, I didn't even know he was an actor because yeah. he's so, so legend, passionate man. about what he does. Love so you, he would be great to see going from one super passion, which is already a sort of a mountain in itself, mm. to then doing something else pretty quickly mm. out of drama mm. school as well. Pretty and then quickly. finding so much love. And, and he's climbing, climbing, he's progressing. Through oh, he's doing fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's in a great place. But, be, um, be nice to meet him, actually. So yeah, let's try Christian, we'll try and get you on, man. But thank you very much. Thank you, you out, bro. Thank you, man.